0: Okay, we're holding a Malachem Be'ez, Perik tests. Let's go to Pasik Lamed Gimel. We're in the middle of another one of Rav Shokhi's infamous droshes that he's saying, Vashem, his boss, Sanchev, as we spoke about yesterday, with other known Vashem, had a tremendous issue with Gaiva, and therefore his... Tremendous drive for power and total dominion. And he's describing that if you look at my other conquests, never lost, they never won, and I can't understand why you're fighting and why you're not giving in, and I already made an offer to take you to a land that is as good as Eretz Yisrael. One cheetah, as you mentioned, smart enough not to say better. Pasik Lamet Gimel. HaHatzel Hatzilu Elohei Hagayim Ishes Aitza Miyad, Melech Ashur Did any other gods just using his Lashen there are no other gods obviously but these other countries had their beliefs didn't help them much and he goes on to list them Barak Yotes Pasuk Lamed Elohei Hamas Fa'arpad Aye Elohei I conquered most of her already, and didn't really help them much. And interestingly enough, he used Shomu as an example. Even the Jews believed in other gods, didn't help them. Of course, he doesn't realize, and maybe he did deep down, that that's exactly why he was able to conquer Shemron. But he doesn't see a difference. And therefore he says, Eretz Yisrael, it's all the same. Yishalayim, Shemron, what difference does it make? So it's not going to work by Shemron either. It's not going to work by Yishalayim either it didn't work by Shemron. you are all the same people and it's not going to save you. Lamed Vav. As they're listening to this Joshua, they don't say a word. I had a direct command from Chizkiyot Saanu. Do not... Debate him, do not answer him. One of the raya is that he's a mashumid because you're not allowed to debate the to mashumid, not allowed to debate to, uh, some evangelical uh, fellow from a different state either. But parekutess, is this Yidchess? Funny, okay. It says at on the top of my page. Right? If you tell me all the other editions have Yidchess, that's fine. I've seen. It uh, says because it is. Oh yeah, it okay. On. That's fine. So, they were under strict orders not to answer, not to debate. There's nothing much to debate, but there is a concept. You shouldn't be debating Bishneh's bachlal, total waste of time. And if you're trained for it, as some people in Kirov are, so it takes about four minutes just to totally confuse them because they only know one set of verses that mean absolutely nothing, but they're trained to keep repeating the same thing. You start throwing a monkey wrench. And uh, they don't really know much. And when forced to, uh, the the island did it, like the Ramban, the most famous of which, Rabbi Yeshua, many he used to debate the uh, philosophers in the ancient world. And obviously, we have plenty of what to answer, but Rav Shoke, the Yisrael Mashumud, he's a paid uh, Shliach of Sancheir. Sancheir is not there listening. And I just didn't send him back any messages. He's not interested in listening. And Rav Shalke certainly isn't interested. The only remes that they tried, if you remember last week and the week before, was they'd appeal to the Pintel Yid and say, can you please tone it down and speak any language but Yiddish and Kedish because you're causing, causing the people on the wall and the people inside to possibly have Yish. And they hope to insinuate that you can get paid for your job and, quote-unquote, fulfill your duties without going overboard. And he was so into it, he was interested in going overboard. So after that attempt, they didn't bother. And the here repeats that they're just letting him go on and on, rant and rave. It's a tremendously painful thing to listen to this, the chirv, the giduf, the misinformation, an understatement, and not answer in kind. So they wanted to, for good reasons, but Chizkiyo told them, A, don't bother, and B, even if you feel it's not a bother and you feel it's a civic duty, I'm not allowing you to. They take the message, they turn their backs, and they go back to the palace. Yevah al ben asher labayit sefer I gave you a little bit of a uh, heads-up. Shevna Sefer is not on Chizkiyo Melech's side, which means he's not on Kavyechol Kosh side. Chizkiyo doesn't know that yet. If he did, he wouldn't be part of this delegation. When he switched, what caused him to switch? Well, I'll answer the second one first. What caused him to switch, unfortunately, is not hard to imagine. Because people were very disheartened, they had Yish, and they figured, you know what, this is a losing proposition anyway. There are 185,000 men outside, we have no army, we have no chance, we're all going to starve to death. And he's giving a good drusha to reiterate those positions and uh, drill that in very well. So, it's not shocking, Shevna and possibly more than 50% of the population held that this is futile. And, as Chazal tells us, he's going to try to lead a delegation and surrender and tell them that most of the people are on my side, and when he gets outside, the Malach is going to close the door and his people is going to show up alone, and then he's going to be tortured and killed, which uh, we don't take any great uh, solace, or certainly Simchen, because he perhaps, most likely, was very intelligent. He's picked to be from the inner cabinet, Shev Sefer, and at one point held a very powerful position, a very trusted position, and he betrays that trust. Right now he's still listed in the Pasuk as the three people sent to deal with him. The three people of all the people Yushalayim selected for this job. And what he's thinking at this point has to start somewhere. We'll never know in terms of the timing. But he certainly still plays the role as the loyal servant of Khiskio Amelch. So we have Chelkia shall Abayi Shevnah say for Rav Yerach, but also for Maskeir, and they return to Khiskia Krua begodim. They write Chizkia because they heard Khir from Gediv, and that's the din. The Gediv la divrei Rav reaction: Pasuk Aleph. By he Keshamaya Melach Chizkia beikra es begodav. Chizkias pasak veYevu beis Hashem. He writes his Chizkia the din as well. You hear the rendition of what was said, even though it wasn't in real time. The person hearing it, Le'elenu, has to raise Kriya. He's wearing a sock. Picture the uh, mass. Tightness, avela sack, reminiscent of Nagila Sesta, which didn't happen yet. Ve'yavah, Beis Hashem, and he uses this to come and daven to a Baruch showing his Tsar, representing the Tsar, and the misfortune and the very uh, difficult position Clay Yisrael is in. L el asher to Shevna sefer. Again, he's still sending him. So he said, it didn't show his true colors yet. Shevna sefer basakim el ben And he sends a message asking for his uh, tfilus, his help in general, and his Navo, if he has one, what's going to be? And what he's going to use in his tefillah, which is a very powerful defense of Klay Yisrael. uses it in the Midbar, that forget us for a moment, even if we don't deserve it, it's a bizayan Hashem, and it's a Chil Hashem, and uh, this person has to be put in his place. That doesn't always work, because many people, I'm sure, said it during the Inquisition and during the Holocaust and many pogroms in between. You have to have considerable schusim to rely on it, but it doesn't mean your tzchusim are going to carry it. A big part of it is the Chil Shem Shemayim. And just like Moshe Rabbeinu was answered, with that component of the Tfilo, Chizkio is going to get the same answer, and it's very disconcerting for Chizkio. At the end, the answer is going to be, the good news is, you're going to be saved. The other news is that you're going to be saved primarily because of the chillah and the karet shem which insinuates, and Chizkio didn't lose the hint, that despite your formidable efforts and your great tzchusim and your godless, all of which were true, it's still not enough to save everyone, and you're going to need the mere fact that it's a chillah and it's not time for the korban, which Chizkio uh, will understand, and. Like, I need Tzadik. Uh, it's obviously going to be disappointing, but it's going to prod him to do more, to try to do more for himself and for others. But I get ahead of myself. vonim ad mashber, vechayach Very heartrending uh, imagery here. Rashi, bonim here is klei Yisrael, ad mashber, ad Isha li'isha yesheves ad mashber, which is the birthing stool. The good news about sitting in the birthing school, as painful as it is that moment with a rapid pain coming every three minutes, is that you're about to give birth. So a lady in labor always has that in mind, despite the tremendous travail and pain, and she's going to push, and hopefully we're going to have a leida v'shot of Chizker Malot describes that this is as bad as the pain right before the birth, and the bigger issue here is we're sitting on the birthing stool, but we can't really get past this point ourselves. Which means, which could happen by birth, is that she's so exhausted, labor's going on for many, many hours, sometimes days, or some other complication, and there's just no kayach. It used to be a very dangerous proposition. Nowadays, it's still dangerous, but Baruch Hashem, with modern medicine, that doesn't mean that we can cancel any xera. There's It Just means that modern medicine can solve certain things. And uh, there's a ma'isa I can't uh, swear to its veracity. There's a somebody once asked the chaznesh uh, with all his know-how and uh, Ruch kedush. Why hasn't he come up with a cure for uh, anamachla, diseases that uh, I haven't figured out yet? And he made a remark to the tomb, whether the question, the answer, this is the exact Lushan, but the message is certainly true. Because it doesn't necessarily mean we should be uh, davening for Nisim uh, Gluyim in a general sense because HaKarj Baruch has no shortage of messengers. That doesn't mean if a person is in the matzah they shouldn't try everything and turn over every stone but there's no shortage so, well, we'd like to think but that's a pretty true like to think that well modern science has given us almost everything we're almost there and we don't really need that for much we spoke about this uh, the water explanation process plants in israel and Seeding the clouds. We have solved uh, the biggest problem you ever learned, Tainus, to date: is that uh, you need rain, you need Hashem, you gotta dive. Well, we don't have to dive in that much because we can take the salt out of the water and we can uh, nudge the clouds to give us some rain, and we have bumper crops, and therefore, what's the problem? Well, as you have noticed, that has not solved all the ills of society. And as somebody reported to me yesterday after the drosha about Shemir Saloshan and not reacting so quickly with your fingers to forward messages that perhaps might be Lashon HaRomaz Yishem or and Yenis, somebody told me that at a recent uh, gathering <coughs> somewhere in Capitol Hill, the Senate, there's a fellow who has some small sheiches to this uh, whole movement of uh, social media. Was there such a thing recently? They interviewed and they grilled somebody. Um, And his main message, which he was shocked nobody challenged him on, is that, no, the first Hanukkah is that Facebook is the greatest thing since sliced bread. You want to talk about uh, security breaches? You want to talk about the issues we have to tweak? Or Twitter? He wouldn't say that. Uh, Unless they own it already. I still wouldn't use that word. Um, you want to talk about things we can improve on, we'll talk about it, I'll admit some mistakes, but the notion that this isn't the best thing in the world to move society to a very uh, harmonious, uh, peaceful pinnacle of its existence in terms of science and technology and the moving forward of man, is uh, that's partial, that we're almost there. And we say that uh, this has probably caused more period and Lashon Hara, Meti and and then anything else to date exponentially with incredible speed. That doesn't mean technology can't be harnessed for some good, but that's not the debate over here. The question is, are we winning or losing, certainly in these departments? But I was told um, that he presented it and got no pushback on that. Is that true? Something like that? More or less? You guys wouldn't know. Uh, And the fellow has a powerful voice. A very powerful phrase. he says something like that, that resonates with people. Say, Yeah, we're all, look at the nations of the world. Look at this unbelievable Khevershaf. Hasn't been a war in minutes. Islam is ludicrous. He's created harmony in yeah. There, Okay, we, Bar we haven't had a major world war in a while, but uh, it sounds like everybody's like either about to, planning to, plotting to kill each other and take over, as it's been since Shonim Kadmanius. As the Nitzif says in his discussion on the Mohammed just by Goyim, he says, Kach ha'ilum. He says "It's still not going to solve their differences of the UN. That we really figured out already. But he's, he's giving drushers on how Gavaldic it is, and it's uh, not the case. Anyway, that's an uh, issue that still has to be dealt with. Getting back to the uh, lady, Nebuchadnezzar, on the uh, birthing stool. So, yes, technologically, medically, uh, it's less of a danger today, but it's still dangerous. And the imagery over here is of Klai where they're looking forward to a better tomorrow. And that's not going to change. That's basically Bitoch Amunah, But Chizkiyo, almost in like a pre-Tvila, he's about to dive and ask for a Yeshua. But he said, even before the Yeshua, we need a Yeshua to get almost a shot in the arm, to have Bitochen, that we can get to the point where we give Ezecheh to the Yeshua. We spoke about this once, uh, the lushan of Miftach la Sadiqin, Miftach ha Mishon What's the Miftach ha Mishon? is a who's Baruch Hu who going to save Klai and we have a promise of who is going to be here. We need something to lean on to be able to get over the hump to see it through. That's true on a national level, and that's true on an individual level. The fact that we have a chiv Gomer in terms of haftalabekha in terms of uh, smiling, in terms of being friendly, in terms of giving small little dosages of Chizuk to family and friends and ourselves, is often met with um, sarcasm in terms of uh, the uh, ability to really, really make a or self doubt. Is, is Yeah, I'll smile. Okay, now, now what? I smiled and then five minutes later he forgets I said good morning and then he starts thinking about all the troubles and all the things he has to deal with in his day and he's in a bad mood what did I do for him So I can't overemphasize this theme on a personal level because we're going to talk about it on a national level in a very big way and that is that our job is to get somebody through the next five minutes ten minutes a day, two days we can't necessarily solve all the problems but that's not our job we would be Hashem if we could. Our job is to have Bittochet HaMunah and look at each problem in terms of what's in front of us, how do we deal with it now, what are we going to do for the next day, what are we going to do from Shachris to Mincha? Do you ever notice We do it three times a day. Three times is a lot. Well, I don't know, three times is not enough for me. We have issues, we ask by Shachris all of a sudden, by Mincha, we're at the office, it's eight hours later. And all sorts of issues we didn't even anticipate, and some of the issues that we dived before didn't go away yet. It's talked to talk to Akaj Baruch again. It's an opportunity. So we need the chizik for ourselves, for others, just to get to the next point. And you keep on doing that, pushing along, and certain things will improve and you're working on certain things and certain things will pop up you didn't expect. That's the way life goes. It's called Nisandis. But the might love giving people chizik is the fact that if you help them from point A to point B, what difference does it make if that's not going to help them tomorrow or next week necessarily, and sometimes it will. They get enough smile, enough chizik, they might actually have a better frame of mind to be able to deal with things long term. So chizikio over here says we have two issues. One issue in front of us is the 185,000 people standing outside, and they're not speaking Yiddish or Lashon HaKodesh, and they don't look very friendly. And overtly, they're saying that if we don't give up ASAP, they're going to kill everybody, Rahman islam Problem number two is, even if that doesn't happen tonight, people are so depressed that they can't even come daven and do more tshuva because they're so depressed. We need help in that also. And that's why he uses this Lashen, Kayach Ein Leleid. Rashi says, <laughs> Ein ba Leleid, Mashper Hashem, Meishav Isha Karaz She's about to give birth, but we've got to get there. So he asks... Why is he mentioning this? He's talking to the Navi, the greatest Navi of the Dar, of many Dars, besides Moshe Rabbeinah, She'eho HaNavi, and he's asking for some good news to give them chizu. Even if the good news is in the distant future, some good news, something. If there is, not asking the Navi to make up something, obviously he's a Navi Emes, but if, if there is something, can we have something now, even if we're not there yet, just to keep us going? The Navi will deliver because La already gave him the message, because Hashem knows what we need and how to get through the day. Pasidal. It's called We're worried that we don't have the schusim, and La is going to listen to Rav Shake. Now, what does that mean? What are the words me? why would Hashem listen to Shaki Shaki is a Russian Musha and he's quoting a Russian Musha. Well he to the answers of Shake, he's listening. The answer is Av is playing being a Solomashumbud. He's saying, he says, You guys aren't so from and Chizkyo is pulling your leg and you're not gonna dive in and it's not gonna work. What does it mean it's not gonna work? what was insinuating he is you guys don't have enough schism. I know as of late night seder improved and you have a sword in the base measure It's too little too late. That's really what he's saying. And that's a pachad because maybe he's right. To so, ulay yishma Hashem, maybe Hashem will listen to his tainus because this guy knows how to say it better than Sanchoyev knows how to say it, which is why Sanchoyev sent him. And therefore, please, we need uh, the help, and we need uh, our tefillahs to be able to get there, and uh, we need your help and input. That was his uh, message to Yeshaya. Vavo avdi amelch heskiyo yeshayyo vayamal ami yeshayyo Baruch Hashem. As soon as they walk in, he has a nivu already. Chazdei Hashem. Kai simru el adaneichem should bring back the following message. Kaya mar Hashem alti rabem neadvar meshashamata shegitzu nari <inaudible> melachasha itzi. Don't listen to a word. Ah, the concern, as Chizkiyo said in the last pasuk, maybe Hashem will listen. B'zavshake. <inaudible> He's claiming we don't, have and maybe we don't, and he's proving that nobody else stood in his way, and maybe Muzzle, not luck, is on Sancheir's side, and it's preordained he should conquer the whole world destroy the Maybe Hashem has that in the plans. So Yeshayo answers B'Shem Hashem don't pay attention to any of this foolish talk. This Chirf, this Giduf, by Ruach. Now, this is really fascinating i have to explain why Akash Baruch to the extent that we can explain why Akash Baruch does anything. There are two nevuas that can be given over, over here. One of two, or both. And only the first one is given. One is that he's going to leave now, which he will, temporarily. And the other one is that he's going to lose his entire army and then get killed. Only part of the nevu is given now. The first immediate part, he's going to leave with his army. And the end game that he's going to get killed doesn't say a word about the main nace, that 185,000 people are going to get killed. So why is that? So go back to the Tupacicum earlier. The first question, Heskeo has two requests. He wants to know what's going to be, you know, are they going to be saved? And he wants to know, is there any simon that uh, we can have chizik just for like the next few hours so we can continue davening and learning? People are really falling apart. So, Kosh Baruch in his chesed, in his rachamim, delivers on both. He says, you want something right now? It's not the time yet for the downfall of Samchev. You want something right now as a simmon that he's not going to succeed and you're going to survive? i'm going to cause him to pick up all the tent pegs to leave with the entire army which makes no sense strategically you have something doing in the side flank so you take a couple of battalions he's going to leave gansen is going to pick up everything and just leave and that's going to be your first seven bazaar and that uh, you see that things in life can change from one moment to the next that's the chizik they're looking for. Because over here, something big is going to have to change because he came and he is not leaving us in any doubt on what he wants to do to Yushalayim and the people inside. And even if we fight and we kill a couple of soldiers, what's going to change? So the first message is I'm going to give you an example of how quickly and drastically things can change here and life in general. Anybody old enough can understand that that's certainly true. And I'm also going to mention to you that at the end of the story, he's not going to survive, and the rest we'll discuss. So you want to be chizik? There's a lot of chizik. Pasek Zion. And I'm going to give him this strange idea. Shama Shmoy is going to hear a rumor. The rumor is going to be true, but that doesn't make a whole lot of sense in terms of his reaction of what he should do with that rumor. The shav the second part of the Pesach is talking about a different part of the story, as Rashi will explain. Read the Pesach, it sounds like he's going to hear a rumor and go back home. He's going to hear a rumor and he's going to go fight a battle against Melech Kush and Melech Mitzrayim, which he's going to win. Speaking about interesting twists and turns, Chizkeh asked for Chizik. So what's the Chizik? Chizik is he's going to leave, take on two massive armies? No. So what's the possible Chizik? He's going to get Schmetter, right? At least knock out half his people. No. He's going to win another decisive victory and then come back stronger. Mm-hmm. Why is that chizik? The answer to chizik is that you want to know how it can be here today, gone tomorrow? How things can change drastically? Is it, well, He's outside your door threatening to come in any minute now, and I'm going to have him disappear. Now, mm-hmm. why would I Karish Baruch Hu do this in two stages? So my guess is, is that, well, one part's not a guess. Because I'll say that part of the nace is not only will he fall, but the economy is in shambles. And they need a lot of money, as in cash. We'll take diamonds, gold, silver, any equivalent thereof in if but they need a lot of money. The system was still on the gold system, and Fort Knox was empty wherever they stored it. So. The Minigden sounds strange to us. Usually, when you fight a war, nowadays you travel light. But Minigden was when they used to fight. Picture Power going to Kriyaz Yamsov. They, they brought, they decorated their chariots and they brought a thing with a lot of ruchush. Partly to show, to give Khizak look how successful we are. Also, part of it was along the way they used to take over many villages and cities and collect more. He had a lot of money already. And the Kosh Baruch, who in his chesed said, it's going to have to go fight another campaign against Kush and Mitzrayim, and they came to battle with another few trillion dollars, and he's not only going to win that battle, he's going to win so decisively, he's going to take everything lock, stock, and barrel, and he's going to come back to Ushalayim with another few trillion dollars, Also that it can fall into the hands of Klayisro, reminiscent of Prius Yamsif. So there's another very powerful lesson over here, is that we ask for Chizik a shot in the arm, and the good news is he's leaving. overnight. It's going to change. And then we hear a message that he's coming back like a bad penny, twice as powerful, twice as rich, and twice as haughty. So can't that cause people to lose more hope? The answer is not if you're following the theme, even if you don't know what the purpose is, that Hashem has a plan. So we know in perfect 2020 hindsight, yeah, the plan was they should make even more money, the economy should be revived. But that's a lot of ups and downs, and we have this in life, most people, on an hourly basis just sit in the office and watch the fun. The deals come, they leave, they fall, they come back together. I've had uh, people at uh, one of my earlier Chumash You probably remember who it was in this year. The guy came right before share. He said, he has a quick question. As you all know by now, everybody has only quick questions. The answers are kind of slow. And this guy didn't even have a question. He just wanted Chizik, which takes an hour. And uh, he's been working for like a year and a half on a deal. A huge, major... Mega dollar deal, and right before the shear, on a Tuesday night, in Flappers. She comes home, um, all depressed. And he walks in, uh, his face showed it. it was right before the shear, and then we always tried to start at 8:30. Never started before 8:36. Nothing much changed. And uh, it's like 8:35, and he said, "Do I have a couple of minutes?" <laughs> I said, "Now, not really." Uh, but we sat down afterwards, and he said, "I can't stand that. Yeah, like a year and change of a Stadler. The whole thing just fell apart. It fell apart to the extent that there was." As they sat at the closing, there was nothing there. The whole thing was like a menagerie. It like, didn't exist. Sometimes like people start getting obstinate, and they, they start getting stubborn, screaming and yelling. Here, like, the whole thing is like somebody who's trying to sell the equivalent of the Brooklyn Bridge. So he just like, why? I spent a year and a half on this. And why I couldn't find out as the Brooklyn Bridge beforehand. So the answer which we... Uh, <coughs> don't always see on the spot is that it's better for us it didn't close and it didn't exist and uh, the quick answer is it's to test uh, your reaction and to see whether you make a kiddush Hashem and just not lose it and start uh, cursing and ranting and raving and uh, cursing you should never do that of the science. and making a kiddush Hashem that uh, even though you're upset you could say you're upset and you could say gentlemen I would appreciate you wouldn't waste my time and this is a terrible level. but this is not a bed terror losing it when things go wrong in business, versus a reaction that's more tempered. And despite the fact you're sitting around the table with a bunch of lowlifes, clearly it'll make a ration. And that's a tremendous opportunity for Kiddush Hashem. And that's one reason Hashem did the favor of putting you in the nisayim. And the other reason is the next thing you're going to buy is going to be ten times as great. The bridge is going to be even taller. Well, it's hard to see it when you're in the matzah. See, here Chizkiyot goes to tell the good news. Guys, keep learning. He just left. And else happened an to Vua that it's going to be great. He's going to get killed. When? I have no idea. And then a few days, weeks later, comes back stronger. That's hard to handle, even though he got the Chizkiyot for now. So I'm just conditioning you. You shouldn't get uh, disheartened if you don't know the end of the story. Passage here speaks of again two different parts of the story. Rashi The Shmu'ah is the short term. when he hears is being attacked by Cush and Mitzrayim. Elah at the very end of the story Yashav Laetzai when he loses his army, but they don't know that part of the story. yet. The Hiplal Tiv Shama He's going to get killed by the Cherav. The Cherav of his two sons assassinate him. Maya What's the short term Shmua? Yishma el tarhaka. Tarhaka is Melakush, as the next possible will say. Shama sheyatsa tarhaka He heard he's being attacked by Melakush. Kush always had a formidable army. Olomal is going to go take care of him. im u put and he's going to deal with put Mitzrayim Sheimoy. and they have a whole alliance. Takes on three armies actually. He's going to win a decisive victory. Take the treasuries, the royal treasuries of all three. Come back stronger, more determined, above Yerushalayim. And then, don't worry, we're going to take care of him then. Also, it doesn't exactly say how. And it's the Pusik, uh, that describes the events of the uh, bringing of, if I can call it, bringing Sanchev up to the top of the mountain, the pinnacle of his power, before he gets utterly destroyed. But you have to have the bitachen and the backbone and the uh, wherewithal to be able to deal with this up and down. And I'm sure there are many people when Chizkiyahu announced, "Don't worry," the Navi says something like, "He's leaving, but he's coming back." But at the end, he's going to get killed. And a lot of people heard he's leaving. That's Kabbaldech. Probably didn't even hear the end of the sentence. They heard what they wanted to hear. And then when he comes back a week later, it'd be very, very frightening. But he got the Chizik for now, and he's going to use that to. And still more bitochen. Let's go to the pellayets. <coughs> We're on page kuf lamet ches. We began yesterday. Again, I apologize to the people who weren't here who didn't see the video because there is none. But we began hakpoda. I always try to take two minutes to just do a quick chazara. To get your bearings. Hakpada is a person who's marked in the wrong places. It means he's a Balgaiva. Gaiva. it says it comes from Gaiva. And he has caste issues, which many people suffer from to various degrees. And he mentioned in his Agdama that certain people are wired with greater kas and kipedas more than others. Everybody is wired differently and everybody has to deal with the Nisayan in front of them. Everybody deals with this somewhat. And it's all from Gaiva. Why are these people not giving me the covet I deserve. Why are these people in my way? Why are these people out to get me? Why are these people bothering me in business? And it's understandable, the business, you have a right to protect yourself. The question is, as we just mentioned, you can make a kiddush Hashem or a chitl in your reaction. And in the second paragraph, which we concluded with, on Kuflam El Ches, he said, you have to be extra careful with the people closest to you, a spouse, children, servants, because often you're asking them for more than you're asking for people in the office, especially when you're talking to your boss. And when they don't listen to you, you say, look, I get no respect at the office, at least at my, my home. And people get angrier, which is not right, because then they mistreat the people who are trying their best and often love them the most. And they're getting bent out of shape from their lack of what they perceive as the covered magia them. Forgetting, of course, that they're a Yilud Isha like everybody else and they're not much better. The fact they're in position of power happens to be in this and doesn't mean they're better people. And the fact that you're the boss and they're not doesn't mean you're better than your employees. And he gave an Eitzah to keep in mind, number one, you're a Yilud Isha, you're only here for 120 years plus. And number two, there's a relationship that you should bear in mind that you're not so perfect at. And the dichotomy between the greatness of the boss and the smallness of the employee is much greater when it comes to you versus HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave you certain commandments and you don't always listen either. And Hashem, instead of getting angry, has rachamim and rachamim and rachamim gives you another chance. And as you're doing the Avera, still lets you breathe. So if you keep that in mind, you'll give the people under you a bigger break. Amnam, third paragraph. This is tricky. All midas can be used in Avodis Sashem. Kinnah for Kinnah It's Mount Kriyashma, speaking of your relationship with the Gaj Baruch it's a good time to if you haven't yet. And if you have, it's always good to keep in mind, especially in this context. The interesting mida of Akpada, Kas is used rarely in righteous anger, Kinnah is used, Kinna Seifrim, Everything can be used in the right way. Hakpada is a wonderful midah. You know when it should be used? When you're makbid for the covered of your friends. Don't be makhbed on your covered, makhbed on everybody else's covered. So everybody's... Rabbi Sal used to say, uh, his gashmias is my So My responsibility is to worry about his gashmias and to not put too much emphasis on my own gashmias. Amna Dai, Al To do His bidding, to be Makhabat Him, says As I mentioned, there are Rishanim, Shari Chuvam. Oh, they ask somebody to do something they really don't want to do and only doing it because they have no choice and aggravidio really takes more time. It might be an issa, The other Rishanim seem to say that's only by an but the concept is certainly there to do something to somebody or to ask somebody to do something for you and you're being Ivar on Ritzaynay is uh, certainly not right. Even if it's small, you have to look to protect, preserve, and to build up his Kavit. People who learn all about the evils of a Diffus in Gaiva, if you don't keep this in mind, it could become something that's uh, dangerous. Because you can mistreat people, and when asked why, you say, you know what, the guy has an issue, a lot of gaiva, I like to put him in his place, it's good for his midas. It's not our business to put people in their place and to work on their anivas. Rai L'dav HaKarish who gives <laughs> us covered, even if we're not deserving of it. And every small avli you do to somebody... If a person is uncomfortable, this is something we did and we said that is a problem? i call Fila Mahara Akina This is an example from Chazal. Lice used to be a way of life. Torah talks about talking about. Can you kill lice on Shabbos? So uh, some people, again, people are wired differently. Some people have no problem on Tuesday killing Akina. Some people have no problem stepping on uh, roaches and catching mice and shooting raccoons. once had a raccoon in my uh, garage. Didn't know what was causing so much damage and making so much noise. Uh, I don't know. The thing had rabies, didn't have rabies. Uh, I'm not from the great outdoors and spend a lot of time, hopefully, in the best measures. Uh, so uh, I called somebody who, I didn't even call one of these services. I called somebody who knew how to deal with them, who loves the great outdoors. And I hope the people from Peter are not listening. But uh, I just told him to take care of the problem because I'm staying in my house. You can go to the garage and do what you have to do. He said, what do you want me to do? I said, I have nothing against the the poor thing. If you want to take it, then uh, deliver it somewhere else. He starts telling me, uh, do I know anything about cats? not too much. He said, well, they're like cats. Sometimes you take them wherever you take them, they come back. And sometimes they have rabies and he's not interested in finding out either and it could be dangerous. And um, I don't even remember if it, at the end of the day it was a raccoon or even something even worse. Uh, but it was making a lot of noise and causing a lot of trouble. And um, how do I say this politely? He, um, he explained it to him, as they say, in Brooklyn. Uh, so... Uh, so um, Amazing what a BB, BB gun can do. I don't know what he, what he did there. But uh, look, there's no Tzah al Chaim if it's causing tzad human beings. And if you have a better way to do it, just take it away to somewhere, to Yellowstone or something like that. Bear Mountain's too close. Yellowstone would have done the trick, but I wasn't paying for the ticket. So uh, if you have a better way to do it, fine. But if you enjoy killing those things, which you shouldn't, or torturing those, things, and it causes other people to get nauseous, and you do it in front of them, that's already a better way issue. People do it say, what's your problem? You're so, so finicky. I'd ask you to kill the kina, But that's a problem already. You weren't even trying to bother him. Anything that you think is fine and you think is normal, but you should respect the feelings of your friend, even if he happens to be an istinist, if you know he's an istinist, don't do things that might cause him to be uncomfortable. <clears throat> we'll stop here. In the middle the paragraph is out of time. Mitzvah will continue on Shabbos.